The Awakening Behold, it was morning, our tree's first morning in his new garden. And what a splendid morning it was! For the sun glistened upon the frost that enveloped every needle of every branch of our tree, and it shone in the water drops that gathered at the ends, and it gleamed on every blade of grass below, and fresh scented breezes wafted across the little garden. How did you sleep? inquired the little sparrow, with a glint in his little darting eyes and a flick in his little brown tail. I had a most wondrous dream, replied our tree, then related all he had seen and heard in his magical vision of the night. But how my heart aches for that wondrous place! How I long to behold again the supreme being on the throne and the man who carried me to the river bank, and how I yearn to see my sister again! But she told me I would come back here first. Of course, said the sparrow. If you did not, who would bring hope to the other trees? Then the little bird winked and flapped his wings, whence our tree's vision was overwhelmed by an intense white light. He glimpsed in the brightness a splendid being of great size, speeding to the very edge of the sky, propelling himself with great beating wings and beyond the reach of height. As our tree's sight adjusted to the brightness, he saw before him the little boy again, wearing the same pyjamas as when he had thwarted the great white beast. Good morning, Mr. Christmas Tree, he said, and the little chap thought he saw the top of the tree nod toward him in acknowledgement. How splendid you look today! All your colour seems to have come back. Our tree looked down, and indeed he was restored to his former glory of the forest, and though he wished in vain to see those divinely wrought decorations just lavished upon him by the myriads of heaven, yet was his heart glad to see that his needles were now full, thick, rich and verdant, how they gleamed in the morning sun, and to feel the warm glow as sap flowed abundantly through his veins. No one will ever cut you down again, said the boy. And he was true to his word. The boy and his father watched diligently over the coming days and weeks to see how their tree progressed, watering him frequently and enriching the soil around with good nutrients, until they were assured he was happily putting down roots in his new home. Over the years, our tree grew tall and strong, and so did the boy. And every Christmas, he and his kin would decorate our tree outdoors with brightly coloured ornaments and playful lights. And the seed of our tree was carried aloft, even beyond the bounds of the sea, and took root where it fell, and populated new forests, and his descendants believed. And the sparrow carried his message to the other birds, and our friend the tall beech tree told his fellows on the street, and they told other trees, who told the willow trees on the river banks, who whispered to each other on the night breezes throughout every land. And so from bird to bird and tree to tree, the fame of our tree spread far and wide. Sometimes a wounded bird would land in his branches. Perhaps it had been shot at by mean-spirited people, or had escaped from a vicious cat, or barely survived a deadly trap. And in the fronds of our tree it would find healing. They told of these miracles, and others believed. And the beech trees outside the family's home were able to comfort the Christmas trees thrown out beneath them every year, with the news that a paradise awaited them, where there was no more death, 
and where the divine countenance looks upon his loved ones with favour unearned. And those who hoped found it to be so. They too would fly to that wondrous city with its gates of pearl and resplendent angels, and they too would behold the great being at the centre of it all.